everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all the horrors. We are your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And welcome to the show. Hello. What's up, sassy pants? Not much. Something britches. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So, um, we have, uh, we're doing our bonus episode, and we're going to be talking about um, the initial idea came up from a, a link that I had sent Justin. He's like, oh, that'd make a good episode. And given that it's been such a busy weekend, I'm like, let's just do this one because it doesn't, it's not gonna, yeah, it would be a fun thing to talk about. It won't require a whole lot of extra, um, a little bit of a fluffer to get us to next week's episode, which I am overly excited about. Yeah, I still haven't watched anything about, like I keep kind of forgetting it's a thing and go, oh yeah, I'm I have not, to watch yep, that next week. Yep, I'm not going to. I'm not going. I'm not to. going to not do it on purpose, but like I'm gonna forget again, and then oh. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have to watch that and then record tomorrow." Okay. Yeah, the only thing that I've, I've seen anything on it is just the posters or the pictures, like that they're doing with yeah. that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I mean, as cool as that is, uh, I'll just wait." But in case you hadn't guessed it, we'll reveal it for sure at the end of the episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we are going to talk today about. Horror villains, slashers, killers, whatever you want to call them, with little to no to just horrible motives. Like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> like, like where, you know, so you, you have some of your uh, slashers out there that like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I, yeah. it may be extreme, but I get why Pam Voorhees is out here killing counselors, you know, like. And Jason makes- after... Yeah, after that, like it, it makes sense, but there's a there's several out there that you're just like that is the <laughs> best that you could come up with. I feel like you just wanted to kill people, and this is like, like really, I just want to kill people. But let's just say it's because that kid stole my hot dog that one time. Oh my god! Right, we'll chalk <laughs> it up to that. So um, we got a couple different sites that we that we got. Um, got the stuff off of and we'll make sure to cite those later um but yeah so we're going to talk about those uh we got some most confusing pseudo psychological reasons uh villers uh reasons villains are doing yep yep are doing what they do and then um screen rant has an article that that is top 10 or 10 horror movie killer uh, killers plots that just make no sense at all like fair enough yeah, so uh, we're going to do that. We're going to start with uh, Screen Rants. Um, villains with uh, little to no motives. And so the thing about this is I was scrolling through the list, and when the, the their reasonings I don't necessarily get. Like, why? Like, okay, cool, you picked it. But I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, what... Uh, it starts out with the Babadook. Num- uh, their number ten is the Babadook. Um, I still have not seen this, and I haven't either. It's it's uh, it's in my queue. It's been something that I've wanted to watch because I've heard nothing but good things. I just never have. And so this one says that it's um, it says the Babadook is one of the most frightening things ever concocted uh, in recent horror. You know, as of late. But who and what he is isn't exactly clear. Um, he's not summoned, created, or otherwise willed into existence. 
he and his curse book just simply show up one day. So, you know, it says that it's been interpreted that it, as a personification of a widow's pain, grief, and suffering being a metaphor, but it's just like, there's no why. And so, which I mean, with this again, having not seen it, I assume with this kind of supernatural stuff, that is kind of how that works is mm-hmm. like the pain that someone is feeling is so great that it manifests a demon. It, it's happened something. before, yeah. Yeah. So, again, having not seen it, that would be my guess. And I'm probably not going to try and rationalize all of these. No, neither am that's I. What, and that's kind of what mind. this list is, is basically being like, even though number nine is the thing from the thing, yeah. it's an alien. I don't, it doesn't need well, a motive. It's just, it's it's from another world. It does what it does. That and like its motive is to survive. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'll read the whole thing here. The thing is scarier than the average alien invader, especially when its grotesque chameleon-like abilities come into play. While it's probably one of the most dangerous beings around, it doesn't exactly communicate its dastardly plan to anyone. Right. I, I, I already have problems with this list already. Like, I don't know if it's... Even that just perusing to the next one. Like, they're alien creatures that are just trying to feed or survive like the thing is taking the form of a dog or people to survive and i assume it'll spread Mm -hmm. i don't know if it can be more than one thing at a time but like you said i really do it i think it it just it's 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 will to survive and to keep going so this list was frozen on that ship and then they found it and Mm -hmm. then it was like well i have to survive and to survive i have to look like something from this planet right in order to not just be outright killed um so we're gonna i'm I'm actually i'm not gonna do it like we're gonna skip this list uh i am gonna read the last one um which is beetlejuice which Mm. is kind of a funny thing so it says he's a ghost with the most and he knows how to throw an unforgettable dinner party uh he's beetlejuice 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 but despite the hilarious havoc he uh Reeks uh, for the Maitlands and the Dietzes, his uh, motives aren't exactly defined. And I haven't seen Beetlejuice in forever to remember if it talks about it, if it's just something that he does. I watched it over Halloween because it's one of my wife's favorites. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I guess you could chalk it up to he's just a jerk. Like, he's kind of a Loki-esque prankster. Right. He's just trying to, you know... But I think, th- like, he's trying to get um, Wednesday to... Or not Wednesday. Um, <laughs> sorry, Adam's family. What's the girl's name? Oh, um, it's Lydia, isn't it, in the movie? Lydia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian Nona Ryder. Yeah, trying to get her to marry him, I think. Right. To bring him into the world, but... That sounds like motive enough to me. Yeah. Why but he wants it- into our world, where he... That is hard to It'll- say. But so the rest of it says the main reason Beetlejuice does anything at all is either that he thinks it's funny or it just brings some sort of ghoulish delight. Even when he's causing destruction, his antics are more cartoony than killer. Um, True. He's more of a prankster than an evil entity. And that's 100% like he just he's an asshole. <laughs> and he yeah, likes to I would, I would chalk him up to a watered down Joker. Like. Mm. So looking at this picture of him too, like I saw a comparison of him today and I'll never be able to unsee it. And it was a, a picture of him looking like that. And then next to it was a picture of Pete Davidson. 
And it says this is what I it says this is what I imagined Beetlejuice looked like before he died. Yeah. And it made me laugh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, For so sure. So we're going to go we this uh, list is from Ranker. They um it's the most confusing psychological reasons people um slasher movies off people. So the number one is um, I've never actually seen this, but it I is want a, to though. Yeah, it's a um, a Spanish slasher film called Pieces, and um, it says his mom. His reasoning is that his mom wouldn't let him put together a dirty puzzle, and so That's good enough for uh, me. <laughs> and I think this was the list you sent me that got yeah, us this doing the, this in the first yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll focus on this one, and then when we're done with this, we'll talk about just some really bad plot points and get out of here. If we if we uh, are running too long, we can skip it. But um, yeah. but yeah. So while trying to put together a racy puzzle at the tender age of ten years old, um, Tim Foley's mother chastises him for his curiosity. So he grabs an axe and bludgeons her before sawing her down to parts with a hacksaw. 40 years later, Tim is now a dean, a college dean who's building his own puzzle from the parts of the students he has dispatched. That sounds do, cool and I, stupid at the same time. It does sound, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I 100% agree with that, and I do too also want to see this movie. Yeah. It's one of the, like, that is a very stupid reason. Like. Mm-hmm. I want. I'm curious more to see what this puzzle is, frankly. <laughs> like, because I've heard about this. I think it was on History of Horror, and or one of those like 50 horror movies you've never seen before. Yeah, that movie. But, right. Okay. Yeah, that sounds dumb. So, um, yeah, we'll alternate on these, and this is the yeah. one that we've been waiting to talk about. Because every time we talk about this, even at work, this is the one you always bring up. You're like, ah, "That's so fucking stupid." <laughs> so and I don't stupid. know if I've even actually seen this movie. I've seen. I actually, I, I enjoy it. I, I have no issues with the I movie. I hear it's good. I might even own it. But uh, the Sinclair twins in House of Wax from 2005, they were once conjoined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this says Bowen Vincent Sinclair are just a pair of formerly conjoined twins who live in the virtual ghost town of Ambrose. Uh, don't worry, you can tell them apart because Vincent wears a wax mask to cover his face. Also, Bo's evil and Vincent is good. Uh, that being said, they both off anyone who comes to their town and then they cover them in a wax. Yeah. Um, so why do they carry out such a complex set of acts? It's because they're mad about being separated from one another, never mind the fact that they pretty much do everything together and barely speak to outsiders. <laughs> That's pretty stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're still twins. You're still together all the time killing people. That's enough of a cool shtick alone. Right. Well, and the funny like, thing about it is, too, because they're like... You know, Vincent is the one that wears the mask and is the one that they say is good. And then Bo is the evil one. But I'm I'm trying to I'm looking up right now because it's been a minute since I've seen these, so I'm trying to remember who plays what. Um Bo is Brian Brian Van Holt. I don't remember who that is. But yeah, so Yep, I don't know. All right. Yeah, moving That's on. Fair. That is stupid, though. <laughs> it like, is stupid. Um, just so use your we... twin shtick to kill people. Like, that's fine. <laughs> right. 
number three is the Gask Mass Killer and the Prowler. This basically is sounds just like um, sounds like uh, the Valentine's Day one. God damn it, we just did that one. Um, My bloody Valentine. Yes. Yes. Son of a bitch. It looks like him too. It does. Um, Except I, but he has I like do... an army surplus helmet on. <laughs> this one came first, though, I'm pretty sure. Um, the Prowler is one of those 80s B-movie slashers uh, films that every horror fan should see, which is true. I've heard this, and I do want to see it. I just I just never sat down and watched it. I'm the worst. Um, it's in the same vein as Prom Night and New Year's Evil, but it takes things a little further by stripping the Slayer of any kind of real motivation. Um, after a young woman breaks up with her boyfriend during World War II, she and her new beau are offed after a graduation dance. Uh, nearly 40 years later, the t- uh, titular Prowler is at it again when he's triggered by the mere existence of another graduation dance. So... I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's so funny, because like, people talk about this movie. I be, like It's in the 80s, but it, I know they talk about it as being one of the early on slasher movies that kind of you know set some standards but mm-hmm. like the it doesn't sound it basically maybe it's a better version of my bloody valentine i don't know i feel doesn't bad seem like it yeah i feel like my bloody valentine like it's a little loose but it makes sense mm-hmm. because this mine collapsed and killed a bunch of people because everyone was so preoccupied with this valentine's dance that they didn't help them it's yeah but that's also like it's stupid, but yeah, you know, I get boys. It. But at the same time, that right there is almost damn near the same plot point with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, people being preoccupied by what they're supposed to be doing, and something bad happens. Mm-hmm. And so, well, I mean, then that is the vein of all of these movies. Friday the Thirteenth went well, so they essentially made the same movie, just yeah. worse, about twenty times. <laughs> yeah, uh, Agnes Lens in. Black Christmas from 2006, slaying a ruin runs. Sorry, slaying runs in the family. Right. Um, so I so, never saw this one. Did you see the 2006 one? No, I, Shane I from work keeps talking to me about it, but I have not watched it yet. I don't. I don't know if this is different from Black Xmas or if it's the same thing as Black Xmas. But I know that I there's. I think it is. There's Black Christmas, then Black Xmas, and then you have the original. But I think this one is Xmas because the new one came out like five years ago, less than. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, 2019. This is 2006. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so Black Christmas for Christmas from 2006 plays out like your standard slasher, but at the end it's revealed that the culprit isn't just Billy, uh, a recent escapee from a psychiatric facility, but that his sister Agnes is in on the act. There's not really an excuse for why she helps wipe out an entire sorority house. She just sort of does it. Right. So Billy is there, but he also has his sister helping. Yeah. Because she's also crazy, I guess. Right, but... um, did, No, I was just reading... Did You didn't read the, the first part of that, did you, or did I no. miss it? No, I didn't. Okay. I mean, I can if you'd like. It's, it's, your, it's your article. It's, are you, Billy Lynn's... Should be the sole slayer in Black Christmas. He spent the first 15 or so years of his life locked in Mother's Attic. After facing severe mistreatment, he's then forced to father his own sister. 
before disfiguring her and doing away with their mother, but for some reason his sister gets in on the act as well. What? Sounds like two different movies. Yeah. Yes, okay. Well, I mean, the original doesn't, like, Billy is just there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just some crazy guy in the house. We don't yeah. have any explanation as to anything. This suggests that he was driven insane, I guess, because he was Hugo'd, Triassa Horror style, in the attic, <laughs> and then finally kind of broke out and killed their mom, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. I did, that is kind of an interesting way of making it be like, this is why he's hiding in the attic. Because yeah. it's like his home base. Right. Yeah. I. Well, maybe I'll wait till Christmas to watch those. Hmm. Um, next one is Ed Sr. in The Mutilator. Uh, a past family tragedy finally triggers him. So um, when the young Ed accidentally ends his mother while cleaning his father's gun as a surprise birthday present, his father begins harboring dark dreams of offing his son. He... After a, f- a full childhood of bad feelings, Ed father, Ed's father finally snaps and starts carving through the boy's friends while they close down the family's beach house. Hmm. Um, would Ed's father be upset that his son shot his wife? Yeah, absolutely. I, but, like, yeah. but the movie doesn't really show Ed's dad or how he went from being angry and depressed to going full-on psychopath. So, like... The plot point of this movie, like the way that it starts out, like it's a that's sad, like that's feasible, like that's happened, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so not you know, never seeing this, never have seen this movie, it's hard to say how you know it played out. The only thing that gets me in reading this is why he kills all of his friends, other than like. <laughs> You killed the person I care about, so I'm going to kill the people you care about. Yo, fuck you, son. You killed my wife. I'll kill all your friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kill him. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, no, that- <laughs> he's grown up now, and his dad has snapped and... Mm-hmm. Or kills his wife, because, you know, that would be interesting, I guess. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. not why we're here. No, sir. Uh, Rick Caldwell in Silent Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, he's imitating his brother. Yeah, I heard about this, and this so seems kind of dumb. I've heard about this, too. And the funny thing is, is before we covered Silent Night, Deadly Night on the podcast, I had always heard that Silent Night 2 was better than 1. It was the best out of all of those, and this and that. But then the more that we do this, and the more I talk to people who actually watch these movies, they're like, no, Silent Night 2 is just atrocious. It's it's hmm. horrible. It sounds stupid. I still want to watch it. I mean, I'm sure it, it's, but... you know, sure. I'm sure it's fine, but... So in the first Silent Night, a five-year-old Billy Chapman sees his mother and father slain by a man in a Santa costume, ends up in a psychiatric facility. When he's released, he starts slashing through co-eds while wearing a Santa suit, which is, you know, more or less works. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, at the end of the movie, spoilers, uh, <laughs> Billy is dispatched. Uh, so when the sequel begins, it's up to his little brother to don the red suit and go after people whom he believes to be naughty. Clearly, it's just an excuse to repeat the first movie, but with less work. <laughs> I mean, it does... Because apparently, I didn't catch this, but the kid that he dies in front of is supposed to be his brother. Yeah, yeah. We talked Which about I've, that on the episode. Yeah, I remember. 
Yeah. Which I didn't pick up on. I just thought it was just some kid. Yeah, just standing but, there. But either way, like you saw your brother dressed up as Santa killed by cops. Cops. Yeah. Now, if it was like they're taking action, like if he was going and like killing cops and offing stuff like that, like I get the less work that they're mentioning, but this too was the 80s. So I think it tracks. I I don't think it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Not nearly as interesting as the original, but for a sequel when they killed off the main kid. Right. Yeah. Billy. Makes sense. Yeah. Why not? This one is stupid. Yeah. This is the reason I hate this movie. Right. And the funny thing is, is this one is actually on, um, it's on the, the next list as well, which we can kind of breeze through. But yeah, yeah so this one is Roman in Scream 3. Ugh. And I agree. Like, this is my least favorite of the Screams. It's so lazy. <laughs> so it's Roman in Scream 3. He's actually Sydney's brother and he's mad that she's famous is what this one says. Mm-hmm. So there's no other way around it. Roman's motiva- motivations in Scream 3 don't make a lick of sense. And they, and I'll, I will talk about it here shortly. So it says, in the first two films, there's no mention of Sydney having a half-brother or a mother. Trunctuated Hollywood career making Scream 3 feel like fan fiction. Um, Roman, the director of Stab 3, which is the which is, if you haven't seen Screams, one, what are you doing? Two, yeah. Stab is basically the in-universe film series Scream. Um, yeah. It reveals that he's not just Ghostface, but he started the entire Ghostface trend by filming his mother's uh, dalliances with various men after she refused to have a relationship with him. After showing Billy Loomis the footage of Sidney's mother sleeping with his father, the events of the first film were underway. I forgot about that. Yeah, so Sydney's half... worse. (laughs) Sydney's half... Yeah, imagine just filming your mom having sex with a bunch of people and then showing people, like, hey, this is my mom fucking, dude. I don't (laughs) want to do either of those things. Yeah. Well, just, like, I mean, as far... Like, if that was... If this wasn't Scream 3 and that was just, like, the motive of a serial killer movie... I would be like, okay, fine. Right. The The problem I have with this is coming up with some random half-brother out of bl- the blue. Yeah. Like, this is stupid 80s sequel bait. Yeah. Um, so it said Sidney's half-brother was fine with causing a string of slayings. Even, he even had a great career as a director, but he couldn't take the fact that Sidney was famous for simply surviving. So he did the only thing he could do, take the mantle of Ghostface. It's just it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, and that's like, just don't make him the half brother. Like, yeah. everything else almost works. Yeah. It's just having him be the half brother. Well, out of is... it's out of the blue. And that's the thing is like, um, I, I'll, I'll read that, this one and this one before we get onto it. So, it talk like in the next list, it talks about Scream 3, about how Roman's inclusion retcons how the first film is. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Roman explains to Sydney that he's her half-brother who was disowned by their mother, Maureen. Upset by this, Roman then says that he's the one who put the original film's murders in motions by showing Billy the, the, the footage, yet Roman was never mentioned by Billy. Why did Roman take so long to start killing after that? And why, after Bill and Stu were killed, surely Roman would have taken over then? Like, the, this guy is the killer. He sets everything up. 
but then has nothing to do in Scream, like he's in Scream 2. Like, right. Like, and so the thing that I I don't mind, and it, it, it further retcons, is like one of the other stories that they talked about was I think Scream 3 was initially supposed to, it was supposed to be the other way around. Is either Scream 3 or 4? That Stu survived and was supposed to be doing the masterminding for pri- from prison mm. to finish everything and all that. But with all the school shootings and stuff like that, they're like, we're going to switch this around. Mm-hmm. But like, even if that would have been the case, that still retcons other things too. And it's just like, oh yeah. my God. But yeah, but, number eight on the next yeah. list. I'm, I'm happy that you get to talk about this one because this is definitely your franchise. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Gordon and Saw 3D, a mystery. So unlike many horror franchises that seem confident in allowing their overarching narrative to de- uh, devolve into chaos, like Leprechaun and Hellraiser, the Saw series keeps its storyline on a tight leash. But that doesn't mean that its characters have motivations that make what would be a const- uh, what would be construed as sense. The first film follows Dr. Gordon as he tries to work his way out of Jigsaw's trap. By the end of the movie, he... Uh, cut off his own foot and drags himself into a shadowy hall that's the last we see of Gordon until Saw 3D, the seventh film in the franchise. It's revealed through a series of flashbacks that while taking on a series of confidants, Jigsaw nursed Gordon back to health and helped him get back on his foot. Uh-huh. All <laughs> the while training... Did <laughs> I didn't. He didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, all the while training him to be a Rube Goldberg loving Slayer. Either Gordon was a psychopath all along or he was indoctrinated by Jigsaw while he was being nursed back to health. We'll never know the truth. I I feel it's the latter. Yeah. I mean that's he's essentially um every what's her face. He's Amanda, he's but isn't he Amanda. all like every one of them is like in like indoctrinated by him like they're yeah like, i mean amanda is the cop whose name i don't remember is his ex-wife is like they all kind of get sucked into the john kramer web right but obviously the bs amanda and dr gordon both having survived traps set by him makes more sense you know the whole trial by fire but see the thing mm-hmm. is is like amanda she she does survive on her own right but then dr gordon is saying that you know he's being nursed back to health like it's almost like hey i put all this effort into you i need you to fucking you know do my bidding now yeah and i haven't watched all of the saws in a very long time so i don't remember if there's any further clarification as to why i thought it was a cool interesting twist at the time yeah it is a little hokey and dumb because you'd like to think that like, the entire time he's talking about getting back to his family, the reason he didn't help Adam was because he was trying to get back to his family, and he'll send help for him, but obviously he never does. Right. And it's apparently because Jigsaw scooped him up. Right, but see, it, the it, thing... It's loose. It, it is, is loose. But the thing I, I always chalk these movies up to is, even though it's not the best franchise, like, if you, you take any franchise... In any of the in any of the horror genre, and I've said this before, you put seven, six, seven of the movies up against each other, like for there to be as many of these movies as there are, and for them to be watchable, and you're like, okay, so maybe a motive here or there is hokey, but mm-hmm. it it still is like 
it's really not that bad. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. They kind of set up the standard, especially with the crazy cop and shit, where it's like, it all tracks. Like, by the time mm-hmm. you're that deep in, it's like, okay, I, I get that he would, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and join the circus. Like, But it I is gotcha. kind of dumb. I gotcha. Next. This is Next. one I actually want to watch, and I never have. It's good. It's fucking super 80s. Sure. But... It's your turn. Oh, the derp. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Looking at me like uh, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're both, we're both idiots and I'm tired and out of it. My apologies. So the next one is Angela and sleep, uh, sleepaway camp. She was raised female. So, um, this movie, it, it, yeah, very thought provoking in that sense. Like this is Mm -hmm. way like, to think about like them to have like this is I'm lost my train of thought, but to like can tell. oh we'll just get to things. So someone is knocking okay. off kids at Camp Arawak, but why? Sure, all the counselors are rude and the kids are mean, but that's no reason to get after them with a curling iron. The culprit is spoiler a 14 year old Angela. So why would Angela systematically wipe out everyone in her camp? The filmmakers. Um, posit that it was because Angela was born a boy but raised as a girl but while her upbringing would likely cause gender dysphoria and mental stress it wouldn't turn anyone into a slayer and so like where I was trying to go with that is like that is I don't obviously unsure about one's gender growing up or being forced to be somebody Mm -hmm. that you're not and this and that like I don't feel like that would make you be a killer but like this is in the 80s like yeah. like given that um all that kind of stuff is more talked about a lot it's actually talked about quite a bit these days but to like be such a plot point in the 80s and then use it as a way to be like hey you're forcing me to do this now i'm gonna just be a, a killer like i'm surprised that this movie hasn't been talked about more or you yeah. know because i mean apart. and that's part of the problem with slashers and yeah it's in the 80s but the thing with these movies is that they take these ideas and take them up to the extreme yeah like no not everyone who you know grows up this way is going to be a killer that's not the point right but you know that's the point of these extreme kind of movies not to you know excuse them i suppose but it's like that um michael keaton or not michael keaton michael kane movie Mm -hmm. uh that's a slasher i don't remember what it's called but he's a cross-dresser and he kills people Mm -hmm. yeah and people give that shit because he's a cross-dresser and that's why he kills people which is a fair point but you know right but yeah so and that's it's just um yeah i got you um it's loose. I'll give you that. Like it's incredibly loose. Yeah, I mean, it's. I could see that causing a lot of anger, and maybe like they killed the parents. Right. Well, that I would think make it was sense. the. I think. I think it was the aunt. So um, it's been a minute since I've seen it. So what? What happens is is um, Angela, born a boy, um, was like in a boating accident. And Mm -hmm. the parents were killed, and then Angela went to go stay with the aunt, 
who was like crazy pants and then turned like it wasn't like a choice right well of yeah the child obviously but like the aunt was like no you're gonna be a girl no you're gonna be a girl you're you're yeah. you're you're not she my wanted nephew. a daughter you're my, yeah you're not my nephew so. you're my niece mm -hmm. and so like even in that sense like it's a very heavy plot point to be like hey yeah, guess what you're not my nephew brutal. anymore yeah um yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it's a lot of heavy fucking it, but it's like I kind of get why someone, especially if you're old enough to kind of like understand that you're being repressed in that way, that you yeah. would snap, yeah, and take your anger out on others hmm. any way you could, right? Uh, the Ranger from The Ranger, which I've never heard of, apparently, it's he on loves Shudder. Shudder. Yeah, it's, it's on Shudder. I was going to sit down and watch it one day, and I, I I never did. Surprise. Well, now you won't have to. <laughs> the Ranger's antagonist, the titular character, doesn't so much have a motivation as he does a job title that he carries out with gusto. As a career park ranger, he's obsessed with law and order. Essentially, anyone who breaks the rules set out by the park service is going to end up on the wrong side of a bear trap and possibly in a dog cage. Oh, I gotta watch this movie now. Yeah, this sounds interesting. Aside from the ranger's love of law and order, he has a tenuous connection with the film's final girl because she grew up in the woods with her family. And he helped her after her uncle fell off of a cliff. Brutal. Okay. Alrighty. I mean, this wouldn't be the first... I wish I would have actually like seen any of these movies. I know. <laughs> but I feel like it gives us a little bit of a you know, disconnect. We can talk about it without too much, you know. But that's also the thing about this anger. is like this is like one of the main reasons why we do this podcast is like sure we could have sat down and talked about been like you know, any motives for any of the slashers out there and when we, we could have sure. got technical we could have researched each one and been like okay this one checks this one doesn't like um but also a thing with these are two where it's like oh man i've never seen the ranger now talking about it like maybe i, I do kind of want to so it, it kind of fits in with kind of fits in with our brand of what and why we do this to, to begin with yeah. and it we're just doing kinda, it to ourselves now yeah <laughs> yeah we're definitely doing like we could have we're on we the right with you we could have we could have named this being like movies that we've never seen that have bad plot points, yeah. <laughs> except for Scream Three, which we agree it's stupid. right. Or this, this next I mean, one it doesn't make a lot of. I think it works. Like he's just he's got this moral code that is so amped to a million that he's willing to do whatever it takes to. The fact that the my only problem with it is that he works for the Parks Department, like. What yeah. rules are there that are so worth enforcing, aside from, like, starting forest fires and molesting the animals, that you are so willing to kill people for it? Stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> that tree deserves to be a tree. Now Get you will be a tree with him. <laughs> um, the last one on the list uh, I have actually seen. So I've seen, ha like, half of these. Um, but Doing better than me. So... Brenda in Urban Legend, her boyfriend was accidentally offed. So, I don't remember actually, rem like, I don't think I knew this twist, like, in the moment. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, Brenda Bates is one of the iconic slayers of the 2000 slasher craze. 
it's not that she's well written or anything. She's just nuts and elevates urban, urban legend from scream ripoff to camp classic. That being said, her motivations kind of sucks. So in the film's climax, she explains in a Bond villain-esque monologue, complete with a slideshow, (laughs) that her boyfriend was offed in a gang initiation prank gone wrong. She realized that the only way to get retribution for him was to slay everyone involved. So that in itself, that's not that off for me. Yeah, this this breaches into that first list that we started, where it was like... I kind of get that. Yeah. They would do that because. Well, yeah, she's killing the people that were involved in this. It wasn't like she just yeah, started killing, she was random just killing random people. Randos. At school. Yeah, that would be different because it's just like, okay, so you just went crazy, I guess. Yeah, that That's actually. Dumb. This is actually the artwork piece that I have uh, that I got in a slasher box um, oh. that's from this movie. Oh. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, do. Alrighty, so that that uh, sums that one up. Um, we don't have to deep dive in this one, but we can we can kind of talk about um, yeah. plot points that just make no sense. Um, let's see. Hold on. I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. You start. So, American Psycho two. We just did American Psycho one, and hearing about this sequel makes me have no interest in seeing it. I kind of want to see it just to see how bad it really is. Like yeah. even Mila Kunis is like, I really wish that this movie didn't exist. Yeah. So, main protagonist Rachel was supposedly the one who killed Patrick Bateman after he casually left her alone while murdering someone else. Uh, it's a, an extremely dumb opening sequence that shows Bateman not being played uh, by Christian Bale. Uh, it then explains that he was some famous serial killer, yet the original film never implies that. <laughs> Isn't that great? And apparently that means that she starts killing people because of it? I guess so. They don't really say that, but that's what I'm going to guess. Yeah, that's what I'll take I from mean, I too. guess I could... I mean, that's kind of a Saw ending of, like, I was left for dead, so I went crazy and started killing people, but after killing Bateman, like... What you doing? Hey, what you know. you doing? <laughs> so the next one on the list is actually a movie that I don't mind. Did it need to be made? No. <laughs> um, sure. But I still watched it. It was still all right. Um, so number th- uh, nine on the list is uh, Three from Hell. And it's because the Firefly fa- uh, family should not be alive at all. So have That's you watched right. Devil's Rejects yet? No. Okay. So... Three from Hell is basically the sequel. It says that nobody asked for, but everybody who loved Devil's Rejects and is in that zombie camp with these did ask for it. Yeah, myself included. Um, so Devil's Rejects was a was a brutal but worthy sequel that gave a definitive ending, like it it, it cut it off mm-hmm. to the sadistic Firefly family. The scene, the final scene, clearly shows all three of them in a convertible driving down the road getting fucking blasted away by police. Um, Walter Scroggins, I think, is like, he was in that movie, but yeah, out there, they're just getting, getting, just getting blasted, right? Mm -hmm. So this movie starts out and it explains that while they were shot, they were able to survive. 
based on how gritty and realistic that movie was, it's far-fetched that all three of them survived multiple gunshot wounds. Throughout the film, you wouldn't even be able to tell that they were shot, and there was no lasting injuries that they definitely should have had. I don't know what the time frame is between the two. I don't remember. I, I've mm-hmm. heard up to 10 years, which could... Because mm-hmm. they were... they the beginning of the movie shows them like in prison and being released from prison. And the reason why it's got Richard Brake, who I'm a huge fan of mm-hmm. in it, instead of, um, rest in peace at Hag as, um, Otis, I'm oh, no, sorry, as uh, captain Spaulding, but he, you know, he died. And so like, in when you watch it, this movie and it shows him like super frail, like you're like, wow. Like, Cause yeah. I think I, I want to say it was either the second, it was either the last or second to last thing that he filmed. And you could just look like it's like, ugh. but yeah, it didn't need to happen. It's it's just a zombie movie. Uh, this I didn't remember, but I also remember not liking this movie. So apparently, in Signs, <laughs> the aliens don't know that H two O is toxic to them, which you know you'd think you'd do some research. So at the end of Signs, the world finds out that these invaders can die from water. Uh, mm-hmm. The aliens who can master space travel somehow didn't know that H2O, which covers over 70% of the planet, is toxic to them. <laughs> they also didn't bring any spacesuits and decided to walk around naked. Right, That's but fair. that, but the picture they show in the in that right there, where it's walking through the bush, and it's so it was such a a scary thing. Yeah, it's a stupid movie. I, it's that is stupid. I forgot that that was the thing from that. And that I did too. I'm not. I'm my wife is the Shyamalan fan. I myself. Hit or miss. But yeah, I, I was not super into signs either. So number seven, the movie Valentine. Jeremy Melton got plastic surgery? Question mark. <laughs> so I never saw this one. I believe yeah, this I is either. the one that had um, Denise Richards. I want to say Samuel L. Mm. Jackson or somebody along, the, like, along those lines. So in Valentine, a young boy named Jeremy Melton is horribly bullied and humiliated at a school dance, middle school dance. As such, he's the prime suspect for a spree of killings um, revolving around Kate and her friends. At the very end, that however, tracks. yeah, at the very end, however, it turns out that Jeremy is actually Adam, Kate's boyfriend. There's a scene where a detective suggests Jeremy got plastic surgery and could um, could be someone they knew. Really? Plastic surgery? Somehow? Jeremy got a great plastic surgeon and ended up looking like David Boreanaz. <laughs> like, can you make me look like Angel, please? <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to pick somebody, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, it's the boyfriend, but they say it's not actually him because he got plastic surgery? to look like him no so what it is is so jeremy got plastic surgery to become adam who later oh. like like yeah he kind of weaves so his we way got in. i get it yeah well i mean get it's it. stupid yeah it's loose but yeah. yeah okay so he got plastic surgery to look like someone else so he could like infiltrate the group yeah and then start killing them that's yeah, like, like what better way to get back at somebody by then changing your appearance and then getting them to date you? This one I haven't actually watched and I have no interest in. I was going <laughs> to skip it, but then I saw the second paragraph, so I'm not going to talk about the first one. But it says Jaws the Revenge. So for some odd reason, the killer shark holds a grudge on the Brody family for the first film's events. 
so it's set on revenge that it's able to travel from New York to the Bahamas. And there's nothing really else to say here. It speaks for itself. Like it's... <laughs> so apparently uh, this is the child of original Jaws and traveled to the Bahamas to... Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know because it, it doesn't say that it's a child, but... No, but I guess it's another shark holding the baton or well, holding the flame for original Jaws' death. Um, maybe. I guess. It could be a child. But... You're the Jaws aficionado, so I don't... No. I don't... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, by the way, Please, Jaws, no. that episode seems to be available on Amazon. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, that was that thing yeah, that we were true. talking about. So number five, Scream 3, Roman, we already talked about all this. Yeah, I'm going to skip it. So that you can talk about the next one. That's not right. You, you want can, me to do uh, it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> oh, is oh, because you want to talk about the number three. I, I get it. I don't know what it is yet. Oh, you this will. is good, though. I almost <laughs> don't want to say it because I think I'm going to do this movie this year. Number three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you are. You already told me you were. Like, it's on your list. Well, I forgot it was on my list. I had that and, like, three other ones that are very similar on my list. Right. I didn't know which one I picked. So number four is Unfriended, The Dark Web. I never this saw stupid. this. Yeah, I never saw this just because I'm like, I'm like, what? Uh, how can hackers do all these things? So, the Dark Web was a sequel. Unfriended Dark Web was a sequel that moved away from the supernatural element of the first film. Oh, this is a sequel. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Um, with the f- uh, films focusing on a group of friends being terrorized by dark web hackers. Overall, it's a it's a cool concept that takes advantage of Unfriended's unique concept. Still, the dangerous hacker group somehow is able to do many unrealistic things uh, to stay hidden. These include being able to have their faces always distorted on command, as well as making the screen glitchy. It really takes you out of the realistic premise the film had initially promised. Hmm. Yeah, I I didn't even want to see the first one. I didn't even know they made a second one. Yeah. I, yeah, that sounds pretty stupid. (laughs) All right, I'll do this one, even though we're going to cover it later, and you're going to end up skipping too, so it's fine. So, high tension... How can uh, Mary be in two different places at once? I don't Marie? remember this because it's been a long time since I've seen it. It has been a long time. I haven't seen this movie in yeah, over oh, a yeah. decade. Easily. At least. Uh, high Tension is a very intense and visceral experience from start to finish. Still, it doesn't quite stick the landing with its out-of-left-field twist. High Tension pulls out one of the most cliched plot devices ever, the split personality trope. I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, and we're going to cover this movie, so cover yours. Uh, yes, it turns out that the killer Mary and Alex have been running away from this whole time is, in fact, Mary. Yet, this doesn't make any sense, even upon rewatch. There are certain scenes that make it very clear that Mary is in both places because of how Alex interacts with her. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm interested now watching it again. How it's that's going to pan for, out? For several months. I'll, I'll probably forget about this by then. Or it'll uh, click while I'm watching it and go, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, eh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that is more just shitty execution, if that is truly the case. Like, I, I kind of want to watch it sooner than later now, just to see if they're right. But If you pick up on it? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I forgot that that was the thing. But... Well, it makes sense that if if you don't execute something like that well when one of your main characters is 
the killer. Yeah. But they're also supposed to be the victim throughout this whole thing. Like, if you don't pull that off and stick the landing, it's going to be dumb. True, true. So n- the last one on our list before we uh, call it a night is I still know what you did last summer. Will's plot has way too much room for error. So I don't remember the sequel. I don't either. Um, I remember the first one wasn't too bad. It was a, another yeah, Scream-esque. Yeah. Um, so Will Benson, actually known as Will Willis, that sucks. That's almost <laughs> like if your name was Ben Benson. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, God damn it. Fred Fredrickson. <laughs> Tommy Thompson. John Johnson. Um, so goes through an awful lot of trouble to get Julie and her friends to resort, uh, get to the resort. And I still know what she did last summer. It's not every day that a random person calls you to tell you you want a trip to the Bahamas. If anything, you'd hang up and think it's a scam, which is true. True story. <laughs> Will has a, Will was pretty lucky that Julie, uh, Julie and Carla would be dumb enough to fall for it. Also, it's unlikely that Julie would want to take him even after Ray doesn't show up. If anything, she's trying to get a hold of him and not bring this dude who has a major crush on her. So, yeah, I haven't seen this movie in forever either, but the one thing that was... It's a lot of coincidences of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be in that... You wouldn't put yourself in that situation. And even if you're dumb enough to be like, hey, we want a free trip and here's the tickets and blah, blah, blah. Like, Yeah, I don't know you, but you... Let's go. Come on. So the one thing in, in that picture, the one thing that was always weird to me is how his uh, little ice hook, not ice hook, but little hook baler yeah. thing, he always, like, it was always hooked backwards or out. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like Candyman's hook is inward, his was outward. It was always mm-hmm. weird to see that. And, like, I get it because he, he would smack people in the face with it. But, like, you're mm-hmm. using a hook. Spin that shit around. Well, I mean, if you don't want him to stick, you know, it's... <laughs> Fair you enough. use the back of the spoon so you don't scoop them up. Oh, it's... my God. Alrighty, friends. That is the end of our um, bad motives and even worse plot points. Um, we're gonna Some get worse it. than others. <laughs> some worse than others. Um, and some that just... Maybe whoever wrote the article was just... It didn't click. Who knows? But... That'll be the end of that. Um, before we do get out of here, though, we will announce officially what our next episode is going to be and i am beyond excited to see and cover this because a, i'm a little surprised you're so excited like i f- i figured you of all people would be the most skeptical and like why is this a thing that's happening i i i always like i don't know i haven't seen the trailer yeah. so i'm i'm hyped for what it is and like what it could be I, I haven't read anything about it. I don't know what the plot is. All I know is I don't even know if it's going to be, if it's based off the original. Like, without anyway. any further ads, you, as, as uh, Justin would say, <laughs> we're, um, we are going to be covering uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't even know if that's actually what it's called, but um, mm. it actually comes out on the 18th on Netflix. Which is uh, next Friday. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched any trailers. I have no idea. I don't anything that's going on with this movie, but I cannot wait to see it because I love me some Leatherface. Yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah, it and, just says Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Well, and so that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm maybe if I watch a trailer, and I'm like, wow, this sucks. Or like, I don't want to see this. 
I want to talk about this next week. This, yep. do you want the IMDb synopsis or do you want to stay clean? I'm going to stay it's, clean. Okay. Does it sound stupid? No, it, I won't say. Because okay. it, I would say it doesn't sound stupid, but it sounds reminiscent of something. Okay, but cool. I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. I'm curious. I might watch the it. trailer just to lord it over you all week. Fuck. Just for fun. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. So, yeah, we'll be back. I am intrigued. I'm intrigued, too. Well, there's also a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that's coming out soon, too, that I am hyped for. So, Gun Media, you remember when they made the Friday the 13th game? Um, yeah. So I the saw, co- yeah. yeah, that I played company- it briefly. Yeah, that company is making this game. And it's going to be similar in that aspect where killer versus non-killers. And so I can't wait to. (laughs) Not the woods. Yeah, yeah, well, no, it looks like it. I don't know how many, if there's going to be different maps or different, um, you know, scenes. I think if you're just stuck on the, I don't remember their names, farm. Sawyer. Thing. Sawyer. Like, that'd be pretty creepy as shit i mean the woods is a big place you could go all sorts of places. but if you're just stuck on this property and maybe the surrounding texas fields right and i think that's what it's going to be but i mean i i I know it's going to be the sawyer house i just don't know if they're going to take any other iconic you know locations from any other movies if there are any maybe you know texas chainsaw massacre 2 with like the cave and all that kind of shit maybe but i haven't watched any of the sequels um who knows? We'll see what they do, but I cannot wait to play it. I can't wait to stream it on Twitch. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited. I got my fucking... Uh-huh. I got a face that, that I'm going to wear. Yeah. Sometimes it's better than the one you got. <sighs> Says you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You <laughs> set it up. How could I not... Like, I know. I, I get the... it. I would have done the same thing. I just don't think I would have lent back with my head... <laughs> like, Neck hurts. That's more uh, of what that was. I that's why I'm like hunched, hunched over, over, dude. I, I get it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll be back next week and we're going to talk about 2022's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whatever it's going to be. Um, you're either going to hear one of two things. I'm either going to be excited or I'm just going to be furious and I'm going to rip it to shreds. And it's available on Netflix. So if yes, you have will... Netflix or a friend with Netflix, you can watch it for free there. Yeah, as long as you didn't cancel it because of the price increase. Oh, that doesn't go into effect till March 1st, but there sons of bitches so are jacking. Yeah, sons of bitches are jacking their prices up again. Great, because they're losing content. <laughs> right. So They're losing um, all their Marvel stuff. Oh, that's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> one so, less yeah. reason to have it. Boom. Yep, that's true. <laughs> but until then, you can find us on all the social medias. We're on Pod, we're on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. We got a group. We got the page. Come hang out with us. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. We are on the Slasher app, Pod and Gore Podcast. You can email us at podandgore@gmail.com. There is no shortages of ways to get a hold of us. Um, and yeah, we want to hear from you. We'd uh, we'd appreciate it. So. If you haven't yet, please like, rate, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. Let them know that um, we're all about good times here, and we'd love to have them. Um, anything you want to toss out before we get out of here? No. Just uh, thanks for joining, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Yep. Uh, exactly. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 I fucking stole Bye. your exit there, buddy. Bye. Bye.